Hello everyone, welcome back to America's Lost History. I'm your host, Ron Wismer. Episode 1.10, Maryland. We're starting to finally get through our colonies here. So this week we have five delegates to talk about. Um, funny thing to look at them, they all have pretty much the same age at signing. They're all uh, mostly knew each other at a young age and... Uh, actually all work together as lawyers in Annapolis so it's an interesting mix of uh, individuals here so let's get right to our first delegate and that would be Charles Carroll of Carrollton born September the 19th 1737 died November the 14th 1832 age at signing 38 born the wealthy illegitimate son of Charles Carroll and Elizabeth Brooke in Annapolis Maryland Carroll family was one of the richest in America at the time. Charles was educated at a secret Jesuit academy in Cecil County. This was due to the persecution of the Catholics in the colonies and in the home country. Um, Jesuit schools were frowned upon at the very least, and sometimes even illegal. In 1748, Charles was sent to France to continue his education, first at the College of St. Omer, and then at the Lycée Louis-le-Grand. He graduated in 1755 and then read for the law in London. He returned to America in 1765 to take over his 10,000 acre farm and his two manors, Carrollton and Doregan Manor. I'm probably butchering that one. My Gaelic pronunciation is pretty terrible. Uh, in 1768, he married his cousin Mary Darnell, with whom he would have seven children. In the 1770s, Charles began his political career by supporting the Patriot cause against unfair Maryland taxes. These taxes were meant to give the government officials raises, uh, which is even to this day an unpopular uh, way of taxing the people. He attended the Maryland Convention and the delegates voted to send him to Philadelphia to represent them in Congress. He declined the honor, worried that his faith would become an issue. He however went to Philadelphia as an unofficial member of the delegation. In 1776, he joined Ben Franklin and Samuel Chase on a mission to French-speaking Canada to persuade them to join the war. He was asked to join both for his French-speaking abilities and his Catholic faith. This mission was ultimately unsuccessful. But after their mission to Canada, Carol and Chase went to Annapolis to influence the colony to vote for independence. On July 4th, Maryland chose Carol to represent them in Congress, allowing him to be there for the signing on 8-2. He signed his name Charles Carroll of Carrollton to distinguish himself from the other Charles Carrolls running around in Maryland. In 1778, Charles was elected to the Maryland State Senate, a role he would continue until 1800. In 1792, Maryland elected Charles to be one of its first U.S. Senators. However, he resigned from the Senate that November to remain on the Maryland Senate since he could not legally serve in both. Carroll was possibly the owner of the most slaves in the colonies in his time. His attitude towards slavery was very complicated. He introduced a bill to gradually abolish the slavery in Maryland, but that bill was ignored. Later in life, he would like, free some of his slaves, but it took many hands to run a 70,000-acre plantation. Charles would outlive his wife and his son, and he would invest in America's early canal system and served on the board of directors for the Baltimore, Ohio Railroad. At the age of 95, while work wintering with his daughter in Baltimore, he would pass on. He was the last signer alive at the time. So moving on to Samuel Chase, Carol's good friend. Samuel Chase was born April the 17th, 1741, and he would die June the 19th, 1811. Age at signing, 35. 
Born near Princess Anne, Maryland, to Reverend Thomas Chase and Matilda Walker, Samuel was the couple's only child. Samuel was educated at home, and at age 18, he was sent to Annapolis to study law. In 1761, Samuel was admitted to the bar. In 1762, he married Anne Badwin, with whom he would have four children that survived adulthood. In 1764, he was elected to the Maryland General Assembly, and by then he was already an aroused patriot. He was the leader of the Annapolis Sons of Liberty, and to protest the Stamp Act, he broke into the stamp office and burned the stamps and the stamp collector in effigy. Uh, this act would actually get him notoriety with the Loyalist governor at the time, but of course it made him very popular with the Patriots. Charles was sent to both the First and Second Continental Congresses. In 1776, he went on that aforementioned mission to Canada. And then on July the 2nd, 1776, at the time of the crucial vote, he was instead in Maryland drumming up support for independence. Chase was an abrasive man and had few friends in Congress. In 1778, he would leave Congress in disgrace, accused of war profiteering. Uh, he was using insider trading information about the flower market to make money. He returned to Maryland to rebuild his finances and his law practice. When Washington became president, he appointed Chase as Supreme Court Justice, and Chase would serve in the Supreme Court until his death in 1811. However, in 1805, the Jefferson administration began an impeachment process against Chase in an effort to remove a Federalist from the bench. The impeachment was soundly defeated, many senators voting against the impeachment, even though they were of De Jefferson's party, mostly because they felt that political leaning should not be reason to remove from the seat. This impeachment was one of the most important cases that led to judicial independence inside the United States. Chase would then die in 1811 from a heart attack. Uh, we didn't go over it, but Samuel Chase's nickname when he was a lawyer first starting out was Old Bacon Face, which is a little insulting because of his ruddy reddish complexion, but there you have it. So our next delegate is William Packer, born October the 31st, 1740, died October the 13th, 1799, age at signing, 35. The second son of John Packett and Elizabeth Smith, William was the son of a wealthy planter in Abingdon, Maryland. William and his brother attended the Philadelphia Academy and Charity School in 1752. William would then go on to study at the College of Philadelphia, and after graduating he studied law under Stephen Bordley. 1764 he was admitted to the bar, and then also in 1763 he married Mary Chu, with whom he would have three children. William was good friends with Samuel Chase. They served as law clerks together and were inseparable in their patriot cause. Along with Chase, Packer was sent to the Continental Congress, where he would remain until 1799. After the vote for independence, he spent his money supporting Maryland's troops and helped create the state constitution. He would serve as a state senator and then chief justice for the state. He was elected Maryland's third governor, serving until 1785. In 1789, Packer was appointed to the U.S. District Court for Maryland, serving until his death. In 1799, Packer died at the age of 58 on his eastern shore estate on the Wye River. And our last delegate from Maryland this week is Thomas Stone, who was born around 1743 and died October the 5th, 1787, age at signing, probably 33. Born at Poynton Manor in Charles County, Maryland, Thomas was the second son of David and Elizabeth Stone. His uncle Daniel of St. Thomas Jennifer would go on to attend the Constitutional Convention, so this is a family with political connections. 
Stone read law in Annapolis, and in 1764 he was admitted to the bar. So at the same time as him studying law, so Samuel Chase, and so is Packer. So he was familiar to all three. He would open his practice in Frederick, Maryland. In 1768 he would marry Margaret Brown, who brought with her a large dowry. They would use this money to buy land in Port Tobacco, Maryland, where he built the family home of Haber Deventure. He and his wife would have three children. Stone was a patriot, but did not advocate for war. He was sent to Congress in 1774, and in Congress he was a quiet voice that usually went along with popular opinion. He would serve on the committee that drafted the Articles of Confederation. In 1784, he was actually elected president of Congress. In 1787, he would be elected to attend the Constitutional Convention. Sadly, that same year, his wife died from complications from a smallpox inoculation. Depressed, Stone gave up his law practice and planned a trip to England. Before he could leave for the trip, he collapsed and died just four months after his beloved wife. So that's our delegates from Maryland for this week. Uh, next week we will be handling Virginia, where we're going to get, obviously, into the some of the most famous people from the Revolution, names that we all know. Um, I have heard some constructive criticism that I really liked. I'm going to work on changing up the format so maybe it's not so drony and people can... Uh, listen better, but I'm working on it. Uh, join us on the Facebook group, uh, America's Lost History, and leave a comment. And please, if you're liking this, give me some suggestions on, on topics you'd like to see in the future. All right, thank you very much. <laughs>